Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Hello? 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 Anybody here? Anybody here? Hello, Pastor Dave. <gasps> you are here, Cecilia. I, I couldn't see you. You got to turn on the lights so I can see. Why should I bother turning on the lights? I can't see either. <gasps> oh, yeah, we're blind. Yeah, but I hear you. Yes. You turned on the sound. Hey. Uh, hmm. Ouch. Oh, the, the touch is on. Um. What do I smell? Is that breaking bread again? Yeah, no, but I did take a shower today. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you know, the senses, we deal with them all the time. It's a fascinating Bible study we're starting today. We're starting the book of Genesis. And we're going to find some amazing things that connect with some of the stuff we just touched on. Oh, excuse the pun here. Uh, the <laughs> things that we just heard. Uh, oops, sorry. Um, that we're going to... Stop that. Okay. Uh, as well as even being in the dark. Let's read. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Wow, what a beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, Pastor Dave? Huh? That's not what I was taught in science class. Oh? In the beginning, there was this huge bunch of gas and dust and uh, atoms came together and all of a sudden... Uh, whether it was uh, physically or whatever, there was this big bang and planets were formed out of all this nothingness. And then somehow the atoms uh, came together and uh, a, a bit of algae or something was formed or, or one-celled creatures somehow formed and, and somehow and, and, we came and, to, into being. And, uh-huh. And, 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 and which scientist taught you that? Well, I went to public schools and, mm -hmm. and, um, I can't remember the name of my science book, but. Well, I've got a simple question for you. All right. 
let's just call him Mr. Smith. Okay. Was Mr. Smith at the beginning to see all this happen? Uh, no, he wasn't. Then how does he know it happened that way? Well, because there's scientific evidence, apparently, that goes back many... Do you remember the scientific method? Yes, I do. Go ahead. What are the three steps? Uh, there were five, if I remember right, but I can't remember. Three. It was problem, hypothesis, uh, no, yeah, problem, hypothesis, theory, testing, and solution. Correct. And the, number four, yeah, you can do it with five. I, I learned it with three, hypothesis, uh, testing, and then solution. Um, have... Did Mr. Smith test out his hypothesis that there was this Big Bang? I don't think it's possible to test that. Oh, so it is not scientifically proven. It is just a theory. So we've got one theory over here that says the Big Bang. Yes. And we have this other theory over here that says there was an entity called God Almighty, and he said, let there be. Yes, I suppose so. So we've got two theories. And again, therefore, I and now, the Bible itself says that God breathed into it and he gave it life. And he it's breathed th- into what? The Bible? The Bible. The Word. Yes. So that it, it, it tells us all that we need to know. Not everything we want to know, but everything we need to know for salvation. And in this book, he said he was there and he created it. And in this other book, in this other theory, we have Mr. Smith who... I'm sorry, did you say, was he there? Uh, I I couldn't remember. No, Did you say he observed it? Um, Did you say he kind of practiced this in his scientific laboratory again? Uh, No, you know that he couldn't have been there. Uh Uh-huh. So it really comes down to who do you want to trust, Mr. Smith or God? The one who thinks it might be this way or the one who was there and says, it was this way. So, we can't prove either theory. Nope. It's just a matter of who we choose to believe. Right. And since we are people of God, Mm -hmm. we choose to accept that if he said that he created it, then he created it. Correct. And he did create. And that's why it starts. He created the heavens and the earth. What's astounding about this is just that little word... This is something different than what he was. His first creative act was making this ball and blob and hanging it in the, in the universe, as we say, uh, the heavens and the earth. He made matter. He made the physical world. Something the Father, Son, Holy Spirit did not have up until then. Ah, but what was verse 2 then say? Verse 2. And the, um, now the earth was formless and empty. Yep, formless and empty. Tovu 
to- tohu and and bohu. What? Now those are the Hebrew words. Um, formless. It didn't have any shape, and it was empty. Now, wonder what does that mean? I do wonder what does that mean. Yeah. Well, what does God do for the next in verse three? Uh, well, it's still part of verse 2. Uh, oh, darkness was over the, the surface of the deep. Okay, so there was darkness. That's far enough. Even though there was things created, the physical world, the senses at this point weren't created. There was no sight. No sight. Because there was no light. There was darkness. There's a book out there. I love the title. It's by John Hull, H-U-L-L, I think the spelling is. In the beginning was darkness. We think sometimes and talk about darkness as bad and evil. Sure. Well, that's really a Western culture concept. It's not a biblical concept per se. Oh, now, wait a minute. There are, there are points in the Bible when God uses darkness. I said per se. Okay. Per se. Because we're going to find, even as you read, and there was evening, that's darkness, and there was morning, that's the light of the first day, and they were good. God created the darkness, and that's how it was at the beginning. That's why it didn't have any form or shape. What gives form and shape to things? It's our senses. Smell and touch and sound and sight. And Empty is something we're going to have to wait until about day six to really understand that. So I'll come back to the emptiness. But it has nothing. And that's why then God... He was hovering, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face, or over the waters. Mm -hmm. So when it says that the... um, the earth was formless. Mm-hmm. Do you think that God put all the matter that he was going to use, like like sending out all the materials that he was going to use to create? Or yeah, what? I kind of think so. I kind of think so. Like a carpenter setting out the wood and, uh-huh. the, and the tools that he's going to use. The but, nails and... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's still, or, or those of us that love to crochet, setting out our yarn and our needles. Mm-hmm. But there's still nothing created yet. It's... Just a bunch of tools and such. I think that's a good way to look at it. I I don't know if we can go super hard and fast with that, but I think that goes a long way to describe this formless. It's nothing. It's just a blah. I have a question. It's amazing what, what you see. You can read something a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And uh, reading this verse, verse 4, it says, God saw that the light was good. Mm-hmm. Now, wait a minute. God created the light, okay? Mm-hmm. And God knows everything. So, was he wondering if the light was going to be good? I mean, I can create something and not yeah. be sure, but... No, it's not quite like that. First, we've got to go back. And, 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 and he created the heavens and the earth. Yes. It's almost like God said, I am who I am. I am an entity. I am a spirit. 
I'm going to do something creative. I'm going to make something beyond what I am. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Oh, the hey. world without form. I'm going to do something else. Um, you know, I got to bring some form to it. <gasps> I got it. I will create... Ooh, no, I can't create sight yet. I first have to create... Yes, yes, light. That's it. <laughs> What in? Is this good or what? Yeah! Oh, so he was giving himself a pat on the back, sort of. I think so. Interesting. Yep. He knew it was going to be good. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but this is... The Bible is basically saying that God knew that it was good. Oh, anything God does is good. It's really more of a statement for us. Ah... And especially because, and there was evening and there was morning. That means darkness is good as well. As we, we pointed out before. Indeed. And the light, <laughs> this is cool. This is something new. It's different than who I am. It's good. I like it. Verses 6 through 8. And God said, Let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so. God called the expanse sky. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. So on day two, we have God again doing some classification, moving things around, bringing some form and shape. He is separating the waters. It seems like the waters were covering everything. He separated the waters on the earth from the sky, and that makes sense because what do we have? We have fog, we have rain, and there's clouds, and then there's bodies of waters and rivers. And so God separates it so that they might be distinction. Verses 10 through 13. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let the dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered water he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed 
in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And so on day three, God continued to do some separation, bringing form to what he had done on day one. But he also did a little bit more. It was almost as if God said, hmm, I'd like to make taste, hmm, touch. Oh, I know. (laughs) First, I have to make texture and flavor. I will make, hmm. Hmm. Vegetation! That's it! Yeah! <laughs> and God made the plant, the plants, and the trees, and the trees, and the fruits, and it was good. Ah, but Pastor Dave, God not only created them, He created a way that they could recreate themselves (gasps) through seed. Seed. And that was good. Verses 14 through 19. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years, and let them be lights in the expanse of the skies to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights the greater light to govern the day, and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. On day four, God did more distinction between the light and the darkness. Now that there's vegetation on this new world that he created, he put the sun, the moon, the stars there to give light in the day, darkness at night, and yet some light 
during the day. Which brings us to the point, up until now, there's no living creature that sees the light. Again, even with all the other creations that God did, he prepared them, because certainly he didn't make man, which we'll get to on day six, and say, oh, he needs taste, he needs touch, he needs hearing, and he had to go back and remake creation. God knew from the beginning what he would be doing. And so when he created light, he did so with something very special in mind. As of day four, still nothing was able to see the light. Light, by its very definition, is an energy. An energy that brings life and healing. With that in mind, I'd like to turn to a couple Bible verses in the New Testament. Jesus, speaking to the crowd in chapter 12, says the following. When a man believes in me, he does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. When he looks at me, he sees the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Jesus here is using the imagery, that concept of earth, of light and darkness, to talk about belief and unbelief for us today. When we believe, we are in the light, and we see Jesus, and we see the one who sent him. Which brings me back then to John chapter 1, verse 4, where he says, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. It is as though life and light are equated here, the same So that when light is mentioned, that if we walk in the light, we are walking in life with God. One last verse. Paul writing to the people in Corinth. This is in chapter 4, verse 6 and following. He says, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Here we have the one who said light shine makes light shine into our hearts. It's the knowledge of Jesus, the glory of God, And that when we have that light, we see the face of Jesus. And what is carried in a face but relationship of a smile that he loves, you and me. 
We sure do hope that you join us again at Room 4216. We'll continue our study through the book of Genesis and that of creation of chapter 1. Always you can write us with any comments or questions at info at not-alone.net. And until we gather again, remember, we are not alone. I will lead you who are blind by the ways you have not known along unfamiliar paths. I will guide you. I will turn the darkness into light before you and make the rough places smooth. (laughs) These are the things I will do. I will not forsake you. Do come back again to room 4216. Credits. Gustav Holtz, The Planets. Performed by the London Symphony Orchestra. Sir Colin Davis.